Hi, thanks for joining us today. This is Bonnie Wallace, author of Top Hollywood Acting Teachers, The Hollywood Parents Guide, and Young Hollywood Actors. And today my guest on the Hometown to Hollywood podcast is top dialect coach Jerome Butler. As a dialect coach for actors performing in movies, television, or theater, Jerome's job is to give actors enough understanding of the accent for their imagination to take over and bring the character to life. And as a Juilliard School graduate with more than 25 years of experience in theater, television, and film, Jerome Butler understands the challenges facing actors. Performers he's worked with range from Naomi Watts, Tandy Newton, Melanie Liveward, Numi Rapace, Stephanie Shozak, and Ellen Burstyn to Tom Hardy, Gerard Butler, Robert Downey Jr., Jonathan Price, and Chiwetel Ejiofor. Jerome Butler's credits include For Life, When They See Us, This Is Us, Blade Runner 2049, and many, many more. He's also worked as a dialect, speech, and vocal coach at Juilliard American Academy of Dramatic Arts, NYU, and numerous other actor training programs. He's also the founder of DialectCoachesCorner.com, an innovative resource for accent modification and dialect work. Jerome, welcome to the podcast. Bonnie, thank you very much. After after listening to you read that very well, by the way, um, I feel like I need a vacation. <laughs> I suspect you might. That's a lot. <laughs> it's been wonderful. Thank well, you. My pleasure, seriously. And full disclosure, because this is so funny and cute, but before we started recording here, I asked you to help me properly pronounce a few of those actors names because i'm i'm like that classic you know reader like i've seen them in print but i don't know how to say them right so here you were doing what you do so well helping me say it right (laughs) and you knocked those pronunciations out of the park well done well thank you i i try to be a good student <laughs> so, so your Juilliard training suggests to me that you did begin your career as an actor. Is, is that true? And, and when did you get interested in dialects? That is true. I did start my career as an actor. Um, and teaching was always my meantime job. I taught at a lot of different places, uh, starting out when, when I was with the acting company, doing workshops on the road um, during a, a year-long tour with them. And I did a lot of uh, work with the Lincoln Center Institute, uh, you know, doing workshops in, in uh, elementary schools and, and, uh, and, and junior high schools. And that was always a thing that I did in between acting gigs. And whenever I had the chance, I, I always enjoyed it. Um, started out with uh, doing a lot of acting teaching. I've done, a, you know, that was a, a lot of the teaching that I did. And uh, also uh, doing speech, uh, voice and speech work. And taught at the Los Angeles High School uh, for the uh, Los Angeles High School County for the Arts. Uh, you know, taught at... Um, uh, the Strasburg Institute, taught at MIT, taught inside of California State Prisons. So a lot of different kind of teaching experiences. And then I knew people who were uh, doing dialect coaching on uh, movie sets. And, uh, you know, gradually, as I like to say, whatever it is that you say yes to on a continuing basis, Five years later, that's exactly where you'll be. And that's positive or negative. Uh, 
Oh, I love that. I'm just sitting with the truth of that right now. That is so true. That's pretty much the situation uh, in in my case. So you just kept saying yes to the dialect coaching work. And before you, well, not probably quite before you knew it, but you discovered that you had a career doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Now, you have said that your approach to the work is from a language and sound perspective, um, exploring how accents bring us closer and deeper to a character. Mm -hmm. Could you talk to me about that? What does that mean? (laughs) uh, I think I know what it means, but... I I think that there's, uh, for example, there is... If you think of a dialect as being a, as being bringing rules from one language or style of speech to another style of speech where those rules don't apply in the same way, then you can begin to understand how your your home relationship with your language, your earliest relationship with your language is has a deep connection with uh, character. Uh, with aspects of your character, so uh, I, I think that if you if you start to understand that there's a stereotypical aspect of just about every dialect, because of the truths of where that person is coming from, it could be a really great window in for creating the illusion uh, for that character. Oh, that makes so much sense to me, and it's really true. I mean. Every single day, we make assumptions about the characters that we run across in our lives, Mm -hmm. the people. Um, We make a lot of assumptions very instantly based on what their speech sounds like, you know, where they come from, their socioeconomic status, their intelligence even maybe, you know, all kinds of stuff that may or may not be accurate. But we make these assumptions, don't we? Um, We do. We do. We do. And one of the great things about being a about being a dialect coach is that I'm in the illusion business as everybody in the, uh, the, uh, in show business is we're, we're in the illusion business. We're in, we're in the business of creating the illusion of a reality that is, uh, that is not happening in actual fact. So whatever helps move that ball forward, I'm into. So I don't, I love the way people speak. So it allows me to really enjoy, gravitate to, grab onto aspects of people, the way people actually communicate, as opposed to trying to change them. I'm not really interested in trying to change them. I'm more interested in understanding what they are so that an actor can create an authentic representation of that person's speech pattern yeah yeah and so that we as the audience will will believe it will mm-hmm. will just swallow it whole without without a second you know wait a minute was that that didn't sound quite and then it takes mm-hmm. you out of the moment and then <laughs> right right <laughs> you talked right. about you talked about rules for a second and when you talk about rules with um dialects and that sort of thing i tend to think oh, okay so uh 
somebody with this dialect always says the A this way or the short A that way or the long mm. O this way or there's a kind of a diphthong going on here. Is, is that the, what you mean when you talk about rules, you know, with, with the, way, the way vowels and the way consonants might get hit or is it something more than that? Well, you know, rules is, is, a, is, the, is a word that's tricky and gets us into, into real dicey areas in terms of pejoratives because rules, most people look at as things that if you break them, you're bad. Um, but I look at them as guidelines. So we could, maybe we want to use a, a, a different word. However, there are rules to pronouncing English uh, that are different than um, than in other languages, right? Yeah, um, or or British English is pretty different than American English in certain areas. Sure, sure. So there are tendencies, but but actually speaking the language. I mean, if you're if you're if you're speaking English, English is a is a language that is a language that uh, that uses strong and weak forms, right? Mm. To to make a point, and we can actually change those strong and weak forms depending on what point that we're trying to make. So we could so that a lot of the communication has to do with with those sort of rhythms uh, within the. The syllables, uh, but a language like French, which I do not speak, um, is much more da 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 da, and then at the end it goes up. So, so it's there's not as much stress in the middle of an utterance. Uh, it doesn't vary in the same way as it does with English. That's and, interesting. And, and that's about as far as I, I, I probably, as far into the weeds that I probably want to go in terms of linguistic uh, realities. Um, well, most, most actors are just not going to have like a long runway to, you know, work long and hard at really nailing an accent. So, so what tools do you have for an accent? And I said accent, which is like probably not quite right. Dialect is, is the more preferred term I'm guessing. Um, but what tools do you have for an actor who needs their character to have a different dialect? Uh, I have a lot of tools that can be used and I really follow what the actor, uh, where they're coming from and what their learning style is. So for example, um, and you'd be surprised in terms of how much time that actors who are really focusing on wanting to get the dialect right, how much time they take. I mean, I have actors who, who I work with on a regular basis who will, they'll call me a month before they're going to do it and they'll, they'll start. I'm working with an actor now who I've worked with a couple of times and they're not going to be shooting until December and they're, they've started, you know, um, and so I like using sound files of actual people speaking. That's a big thing for me because, yeah, I have certain uh, stereotypical aspects of and tendencies of a lot of different accents grooved, right? Um, uh, so I'll, so I know that, um, um, you know, somebody who, uh, um, 
um, uh, whose language would stress the adjective as opposed to uh, this, uh, the, the subject or the noun would say la casa grande. Um, so they may have a tendency to say the big house. And it's, no, it's the big house. So, yeah. so, so, so I understand that those are tendencies that, that somebody might have, but it's really important to use, for me, to use actual people speaking because that has to do with uh, the character and the actor has to respond to the sample that you're using. They aren't actually doing the dialect to get the dialect right. They're actually doing the dialect as a manifestation of an authentic three-dimensional uh, representation of that character. Hi. With the entertainment industry changing every day, I'm continuing to work to be a source of inspiration and information in your life. As it's been for five seasons and over 120 episodes, the Hometown to Hollywood podcast will be there for you. Now, I'm asking you to be there for us. The podcast has been a labor of love for years, and now I'm asking... If Hometown to Hollywood's been a friend to you, if it's helped, educated, and inspired you, please become a supporter of the podcast. For only $5 a month, the price of a latte, you can become a friend of the podcast and help me afford to continue to do the work that you've come to depend on for honest, insightful interviews that shed light on how to succeed in the entertainment industry. If you can afford it, pitch in $10 a month and become a good friend of the podcast. Your support helps supplement the people who can only give $5 a month. Join now. Just go to hometowntohollywood.supportingcast.fm. That's hometowntohollywood.supportingcast.fm. And in just two clicks, you can have access to the complete version of this incredibly informative conversation, as well as each upcoming episode and the entire collection of over 120 past episodes. If you can't afford $5 a month to subscribe, the first 10 minutes of every episode will still be available for free. Subscribers get the full episodes delivered right to their inbox. Thank you. I appreciate your support, and I can't wait to share the exciting upcoming conversations with you. Meanwhile, if you could use some one-on-one -on -one coaching, invest in a video consultation session with me. Just go to hometowntohollywood.com and click on the consultation page. In 60 or 90 minutes, you can get peace of mind and a detailed action plan. Remember, the future belongs to those who believe in their dreams.